Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. I'm so excited about this month's episode. I've really been looking forward to this time of being with you and just getting into the Word of God. You know, before we get into the teaching for today, I just want to remind you, hey, uh, go to our website, check it out. We've got some brand new things there, uh, some new videos, new teachings. We've been uploading a lot of new videos to YouTube. Uh, We've been doing the Healing Talks, which have been live streamed on Facebook and YouTube. Those have been doing really, really well. We've gotten such a great, great response from that. So make sure and check that out. Also, be on the lookout next month for Volume 2 of the Healing Academy. I'm so excited about this. We're going to pick up where we left off in Volume 1. You know, Volume 1, we kind of laid the groundwork for what we're going into, a lot of it being in Christ realities. And Volume 2, we're going to get into more detail, get into some meaty stuff talking about our authority, uh, looking at the vision and perspective of Jesus in greater detail. And we're going to get into a lot of the practical things as far as ministering healing to people, uh, ministering healing in a uh, public setting and services and conferences like that. And then also looking at ministering to healing, uh, ministering healing to, uh, to people on a one-on-one basis. It's a little bit different. Uh, you're dealing with some different situations and And so we're going to get into those things. It's going to be really, really good and so excited about it. So be on the lookout for that, as well as a brand new book we're working on right now. It's going to be a part of uh, the curriculum for Volume 2 called An Alternate Reality. And friends, I'm telling you, this is going to be an eye-opener. And it's also going to be a kind of a step-on-your-toes type of deal, but it's from the standpoint of we are going after the standard the standard of Jesus Christ himself to get the very works that Jesus told us that we could do. So next month's going to be a great, great month in that regard. And, you know, as always, we're still working on translations of these books and we're getting ready for the crusades we're going to be doing in the springtime. So lots of good things going on. And I just want to say thank you to all of our partners and friends who not only pray for us, but have also been supporting us financially. Uh, It's because of you that all of these projects are going on and taking place. You may not see them, uh, but you are impacting people literally, literally all around the world uh, through the podcast, through the Healing Academy, uh, through the books. Uh, We've got so many countries, so many nations that are joining in in this, and we're seeing it grow and grow and grow each and every single month. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Please know we pray for you daily, and we're so thankful for you and all of you who are coming up and being a part of the dream team here at Chad Gonzalez Ministries. So, you ready? Let's get into this. Uh, let's look at John chapter 14 and verse 6. If you have your Bible, uh, John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus says this. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And then in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, It says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
So through these two scriptures, we see that Jesus, he is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He is the only way. He is the door for salvation. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not personally know of one true Christian who would ever say that there is another way to salvation except through Jesus Christ himself. However, I know and you know there are hundreds of millions of Christians who would say that there are numerous ways to healing other than Jesus. And yet this is what's interesting is that when we begin to, to get just a glimpse and understanding of the word salvation, of the word saved, if you've been around this just, uh, just a small amount of time, we know that the, that the Greek word for saved is the Greek word sozo, S-O-Z-O, sozo. And the Greek word sozo, it means to save, uh, to keep safe, to rescue from danger and destruction, to heal and to prosper. In a more detailed uh, description, it says to save a suffering one from perishing, suffering from disease, to make well, heal and restore to health. And so you could literally read Acts chapter 4, verse 12 and say, Neither is there healing in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we are healed, we are restored to health. So my question to you today is this, is Jesus really the only way? I mean, we know he is the only way for salvation, but is he the only way for healing? And let's just get real personal. Jesus is the only way for salvation for you, but is he also the only way for healing? It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Jesus is the only way for salvation, but what about your health? You see, we commit our spirit to God for salvation, but we commit our body to man for healing. And yet we wonder why we do not get the results that God has intended. I know that many of you that are listening are just like me, that over the years, Jesus was your Savior, but when it came to healing, there was kind of some questions. There was kind of some doubts. And those of you that have kind of grown up under what we would call the faith movement or in the faith circles, you know, we've heard the healing scriptures and we've heard the teachings on healing and faith. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in the past when I was trying to figure some things out. And by all means, I'm not saying that I've got everything figured out, but I know a lot more than I did, you know, years and years ago, just getting started. But the deal is, is that there's lots of people who would call themselves faith people and they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they're doing all the things they know they're supposed to do, making their confessions and, and saying their prayers and doing all these spiritual things. They're reading their Bible and they're, they're reading their healing scriptures and stuff like that, but they're not getting the results that they think they should. Well, why is that? Well, it may be because we've consecrated our spirit, but we haven't really consecrated our body. You see, we look at the consecration of our body in regards to sin. But what about sickness and disease, which are the results of the curse in the world? And should not the temple of God that Jesus paid for with his blood be freed from sin? Shouldn't that body be consecrated to God just as much as the spirit is consecrated unto God? You know, there's a statement that John G. Lake said in regards to consecration. And I love this. I've got this written down. I've got it here in my office. I want to read this to you. John G. Lake said this. He said, The place of strength and victory is the place of consecration unto God. 
It is when a man shuts his teeth and says, I go this way with God, that victory is going to come. There's no man that lives who can define the operations of faith in a man's heart. But there is one thing for sure that when we cut ourselves off from every other help, we never find the Lord Jesus Christ to fail. You see, when your words of consecration are, God, you're my healer, and yet your actions of consecration are, well, Doc, what can we do? (laughs) Your consecration to God isn't going to really produce. Now, look, before I go on, let me say this. Thank God for doctors in modern medicine. I mean, I am. I'm thankful for doctors. I'm thankful for our our medical personnel. I have several people in my family that are in the, the, the medical profession. I've got several people in our church that are in the medical profession. Thank God for them. Thank God for nurses and thank God for radiologists and thank God for EMTs. Thank God for anesthesiologists. Thank God for all of these people because if it was not for these people, the vast majority of Christians would probably be dead or in severe pain dealing with just severe issues uh, without any modern um, medicine and help. So in no way, shape, or form am I saying anything negative about any of our medical professionals. I'm not saying anything negative about our modern medicine. What I'm trying to to get at is that, yes, the wisdom that we have in medicine, I firmly believe that it came from God. However, and please understand what I'm about to say and do not get offended by it. You ready? Put on your steel-toed shoes. Don't get your feelings all all in a tussle. Just just hold on here. Do not get offended. Just listen to what I'm about to say. Ready? Just listen. Modern medicine is for the sinner. The divine life of God is for the saint. Now, before you get offended again, before before your flesh begins to broil up and go, oh, I don't know about that. Just listen to me. I'm not saying if you go to the doctor, you're a sinner, okay? Just, Just please, 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 please listen. I'm not saying if you go to the doctor, you are a sinner. What I'm trying to get at is this. God wants to be not only your savior of your spirit, he wants to be the savior, the deliverer, and the healer of your body. Jesus did not pay the price for your healing, so then you could turn around and go pay a doctor for your healing. Again, thank God for doctors. Thank God for modern medicine. Okay? Thank God for that. But, you have to understand that, that God, he even revealed this to the Israelites when he was leading them through the wilderness. He revealed himself to them as their provider, their savior, their healer. And yet these things are available under the new covenant. The Bible says that when the Israelites were in that wilderness for 40 years, no one was sick, no one was weak, not even their, their shoes, their clothes wore out. And yet these, this was for the sinners that had a, a covenant with God. And yet the Bible says that you and I, under the new covenant, we have a better covenant established upon better promises. This is what's available for us. At the very least, this is what's available for us. God to be our provider, be our protector, our savior, and our healer. But God, he loves people so, so much. And he wants people to be healthy, whether they're a sinner or a saint. No matter what their religion is, God wants people healed. I've seen so many people healed that were sinners and then after healing got saved. He wants people healed so much, even those that are outside of God, not having access to his divine life, that his mercy, it was the mercy of God that provided wisdom for medicine to help the sinner somewhat get along 
and, and get you know a, a, a little bit of protection and a little bit of safety from sickness and disease and and help the sinner you know to, to get some sort of comfort some sort of healing while they're getting to the point where they come to know Jesus as their savior and their healer you see it's the mercy of God that provided modern medicine but it's the grace of God that provided divine healing and health for the believer the problem is, is that the vast majority of us, we've brought, been brought up only knowing the sinner's way. We've, we've been brought up living in a cursed world, only knowing the cursed way of thinking and the cursed way of living. All we've known is modern medicine. And so all we've known is that, you know, when flu season comes around, well, you know, you get your flu shot in the spring allergy season comes along and well, you know, you just take your allergy pills and you know, if you wake up and, and you have a cold or you have a, a headache or you have a runny nose, well, hey, no big deal. Just go pop a Tylenol and Advil, you know, go get an antihistamine, go get something like that. Just, you know, it'll take care of it. We've been brought up that way. We've been indoctrinated that way. We've been indoctrinated that Jesus is the savior of our spirit, but medicine is the savior of our mind and our body. That's what we've been told. That's what we've been taught. And unfortunately, that's what we've been taught in the church. We've only been taught that Jesus is the Savior for your spirit, but really haven't fully gotten into this thing that Jesus is the Savior of your body because we're still dependent on man to heal our body and our mind while we're depending on Jesus to be the healer of our spirit. Yet at the same time, we're declaring Jesus to be the Savior of our body. Now look, I'm not saying if, if you need to go to the doctor, go to the doctor. I'm not a doctor. Now, I've got a doctorate of ministry, but I'm not a medical doctor. So in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I telling you at all in the least bit <laughs> what to do with your doctor and your medications. You need to follow your heart on this, and you need to, you need to go with what you feel like you need to do. But what I'm trying to tell you to do is that at some point, we must go up to a higher level. Why? Because Jesus is the standard. Not, not a man or a woman that you've seen on TV. Not your pastor. Not your favorite evangelist. Not your favorite apostle, prophet, bishop, whoever. Jesus is the standard. I mean, if you're like me, I read a lot from John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth, guys like that. But Irregardless, the wonderful things that God did through them, they are not my standard. Jesus is my standard. And so when I look at the ministry and the life and the words of Jesus Christ himself in the Gospels, I find out that Jesus was living in an alternate reality. Jesus was not depending on man and their natural resources to take care of a spiritual problem. Because in all reality, sickness and disease, it's a spiritual problem. Why? Because it's a result of the curse in this earth. And so at the very base level, it's a spiritual problem. And it needs to be dealt with through spiritual means. Through spiritual means. And I'm telling you, friends, that God's medicine, God's healing, it has no side effects. Lacey and I, we were watching the other day, we were watching a television show, and I mean, almost every commercial that came on was a commercial for medication, prescriptions. Most of these were a one-minute advertisement for this medication, but 
about 45 seconds was telling you about all of the side effects, possible side effects that could happen. The, the medication could have been for a headache, but they're going to tell you, but if you take it, just be forewarned. It could cause you to go blind. It could cause you to go deaf. It could cause you, you know, to have paralysis. It could cause you to have a stroke. It could cause you to have a heart attack. It could cause liver damage, this and that. But hey, it'll take care of your headache. <laughs> I mean, just crazy stuff, you know. But the thing is, is that really when it comes to modern medicine, I mean, again, thank God for it. Thank God for it. The mercy of God in this. But they don't know the answer to everything. And that's why we see so many people, I mean, if they're dealing with, with some very serious issues and they go to the doctors and the doctors do all they can. And then when it gets to the point, doctors say, you know what? We've done all we can. We don't know what else to do. We're done here. That's when most people go to God. But we need to up our game, friends. I mean, again, now, I'm, I'm not saying any of this to, to condemn anyone by any means. Please understand that. I'm just trying to get to the point of the fact that there is a higher way that we need to strive for and push for because Jesus wants to be the Savior, not only of our spirit, but also our body. He's wanting to take care of this. He doesn't want you and I going through life and having the same results as the sinner. He doesn't want you and I going through life and depending on the same people that the sinner is depending on. Guys, you get that? There's no way that we should be saved, be the temple of God, God living and breathing and walking and moving on the inside of us. And yet we are depending on the same people to deliver our body that the sinner, the person outside of God, void of God, is depending on as well to get the very same result. It should be different, not only for our spirit, but also for our body. Now, again, going back to the, the ministry and life of Jesus, look, notice in Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10, when Jesus sends out the 12, and when he sends out the 70, he tells them, go and preach the kingdom of God. I give you power and authority over all sickness and disease, all demons. Go heal the sick and cast out devils. When Jesus sent out the 12 and the 70, Jesus did not send them out with a medicine kit to heal the sick. And notice Luke was a doctor. He was a doctor, folks. And yet Jesus, he never sent out Luke the doctor as their leader. He didn't say, now look, guys, this is Luke's specialty. He's a doctor. He's a doctor of medicine. Now, you boys, you make sure and do everything that Luke tells you to do. I mean, he has the education. He has the experience and practice. This is his deal. I mean, you know, I came to represent the Father and, and, and get people saved and bring them salvation. But Luke here, he's trained as a doctor, and that's why I got him on my staff. Now, you follow him and go heal the sick. No, uh-uh, no. He gave Luke the same training as the rest of the disciples, and he told Luke to go do the very same thing that the rest of them did. Come on, guys. Jesus didn't send them out with a medicine kit to heal the sick. No, Jesus sent them out aware of the anointing of God that he had given them to set the captives free. He sent them out with a consciousness of the power of God on their lives to heal the sick and cast out devils. When Jesus gave us the great commission, he told us to go and preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, not give them medication. Now, look, again, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to help us get to the place, the place that we know that we are supposed to be, just not a lot of people want to just get bold and talk about it. 
And I guarantee you, there's a lot of pastors that would tell me right now, this that you're talking about, this does not get talked about in my church. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, I am totally subservient to, to pastors when I go and, and minister for them. I mean, you know, I've pastored for 15 years myself. So, I mean, I'm all about honor and this and that. And so when I go and minister somewhere, hey, I ask them, I ask them right up front, if there's anything you do not want me to talk about, do not want me to mention, tell me right now and it will not be uttered out of my mouth because I'm here to, to serve and be a servant and help in any way that I can. But I get this is that this right here that we're talking about, I mean, it's very, very touchy for people. It's very, very touchy. And the reason that it gets touchy, do you know why? Here's the secret. The reason that it gets touchy is because on the inside, people know. People know this is something that, that must be dealt with. It's really, really touchy. So let's just think about this real quick. Another important thing on this line is that the laying on of hands, the ministry of the sick that we see in the New Testament, it was primarily to the sinner. Jesus didn't save you for you have to depend on another Christian to get you well. Why? Because God lives on the inside of you. You're the temple of God filled with the life of God. Have you ever thought about that? This is why you don't see like a ton of teaching on healing in Paul's letters to the churches because these folks, they understood because of the new covenant, healing is mine. And yet, in reality, there is a ton of healing. I mean, you don't see it just blatantly, but there's a ton of healing there uh, being talked about because it's found in the in Christ realities. It's found in, in the understanding and teaching of our union with Christ. I mean, it's just understood that everything that's flowing in Jesus is flowing in you. Is Jesus sick? No. That's why you and I uh, shouldn't be sick because we're in, we're in union with him. We're one spirit with the Lord. We're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. As he is, so are we in this world. And so that's why in the New Testament, when it comes to healing, and you see the laying on of hands for the sick, it's primarily to the sinner. That's the ministry to the sinner because they're alienated from the life of God. They're alienated from that union with Jesus Christ. And so this is the way that we can get healing to them and then use that as an open door to bring salvation to them for their spirit. But the primary scripture that we do have in the New Testament for praying for the sick Christian, and this is the one most people use, it's found over in James chapter 5. Pretty familiar passage of scripture for people when it comes to praying for the sick. James 5.13 says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? This is verse 14. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Now, this is interesting. If you look over in verse 14, this word sick, uh, this word sick in the Greek is not just talking about someone who's dealing with a cough or a headache or just a general sickness or something like that. This is referring to someone who is in a very dire circumstance. Basically, someone who's so feeble, they're, they're so, so weak, they're basically on their deathbed. You could say this is someone who is in such dire pain or because of the situation, they just they cannot believe for themselves, either not in a mental capacity to be able to do that 
or just because of the physical situation, they're just not there. They can't do this. They can't believe for themselves. And so, because they can't get it for themselves, notice, because they can't get it for themselves, then he said, send for the elders of the church, or you could just say the Christians and ministers, to go and lay hands on them. And by laying hands on them, they will be healed. And so, again, look at this. For the sinner, we have doctors, we have medicine for them to live on and live by. And yet Jesus gives us the anointing to go forth and bring healing to the sick by the anointing, not by medication, not by our intellect, not by our education, but by spiritual means. And for the believer, he's put that divine life and health on the inside of us. So we would be free of sickness and disease and not go from miracle to miracle, but walk and live in divine health. And yet, because of God's wonderful mercy and grace, if someone, a Christian is in a, a position in which they cannot believe for themselves because of the physical t- situation, then Jesus says, he tells us we can go and we can lay hands on that person. And by our faith, by the anointing that's upon us and within us, get that person healed because they can't do it for themselves. So that's enough for today. I don't want to give you too much. Sure don't want anyone to get offended, get their feelings hurt or get upset. But hey, take, take what we're talking about for what it is. I probably wouldn't talk like this, teach on this in a church or anything like that because just too many people aren't in a place to be able to receive that right now. But I know if you're listening to this, you're wanting to go higher. You're wanting to go further, and so am I. And so these are some of the things that, you know, I think about. Uh, these are some of the things I kind of keep to myself. But the, the further we're going in this, we're finding out that this is something it needs to be dealt with. And so we're kind of treading lightly in talking about some of these things. But again, it needs to be talked about, and it needs to be dealt with. If we are going to get the results that Jesus wanted us to get, And if we're truly going to see John chapter 14 and verse 12 manifested in our life, that whoever believes in me will do the very same works and even greater works because I'm going to the Father. What was the the result of him going to the Father? Our union with Christ. Well, friends, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Supernatural Life podcast. Again, if you haven't been to our YouTube channel, please go and visit that. And hey, if you're not a partner with us, if you are not a part of the Dream Team, Uh, and you'd like to do so, go to our website, chadgonzalez.com, and you can become a Dream Team member and help us to be a sender of all these wonderful realities all around the world. Thank you, my friends. We love you. We appreciate you. We pray for you daily. Thanks for, for tuning in again. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.